I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is a podcast from the Smart Material Collective. Made by nerds, funded by the listeners. Hey, just a quick note. This episode contains some audio that's really not up to our normal crystal clear A1 quality clarity. Keep that in mind because I don't want you DMing or emailing or whatevering us saying that I couldn't hear it. Are my headphones busted? Why would you do this to me when you're giving me free content? You know, anyway, keep that in mind intro music. It's 8.15 in the morning, and for some reason... I'm on the tube. You might be wondering, Alex, where are Hannah, Oz and Sahail? Are you finally going solo, giving in to your raging ego, thinking that I'll actually keep listening without my favourite three hosts? Or are you just testing your ability to make long-form content in the style of a documentary because you don't want this podcast to become pigeonholed? To answer your questions, not here, not yet, and yes, listen to me setting the scene with an audio landscape. As you can tell from the specific frequency of that police siren and the sound of footfall, I'm in Shoreditch, East London. And the reason why your ears just feasted on a sexy little audio lasagna is because I'm heading to Afro Tech Fest. Did you like that, like, proper BBC, like, enunciation there? Like, the, the cadence and the up and anyway. Afro Tech Fest is a tech and digital festival by and for black people of African and Caribbean heritage. For three days, it's been highlighting and showcasing speakers across different disciplines, experiences, and backgrounds, featuring talks, workshops, and, well, video games. And there's no better way for you to understand it than to listen to what people had to say about it last year. Afrotech Festival 2018. Nobody has access to your mind. It's all about you. The space is for you, made by us. This whole morning, it has just been black women talking, which is just, you don't get that at any other conference, and I'm super, super excited about that. And um, whereby we were talking about technology and how we are using our technology platforms to really encourage and 
um, empower our community. <laughs> I'm like Amotech and I'm just really glad to be here. So if you're not here, where was you? Um, and make sure you're at the next one. For some reason, they asked me to MC part of it, knowing full well that something like this might happen. This side, energy. Be more like that side. If, what? Sorry, what? 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 I'm, I'm not getting heckled. Here, I'm not getting heckled. I refuse to get heckled by someone whose beard doesn't connect. I'm not getting heckled. <laughs> so, At its core, Afrotech Fest has brought together hundreds of people to inspire, discuss, and develop new ideas. I got the chance to chat to an attendee, Lydia, about her experience in the world of tech and how being a new mum has led her to develop a new idea that she thinks could change the world. Um, I'm a product specialist. I work for a software development company, so they basically make software for advertising. It's like, um, you know, so if you if you have an ad, for example, that you want to see if it will do well in China, you contact our company and we set that up for you and you can launch your ad and get your um, data information about that ad in like less than less than 24 hours. Wow. Yeah, so we have different phases. So we, you can have like just a storyboard phase mm-hmm. where it's just like a few pictures mm-hmm. or you can have a full-blown one. You can have, if you use Beyonce versus Rihanna on a, on a radio ad, you can see which one is more interesting. So yeah. so I, so I we have different products. We call them products, um, but essentially we can say they're different survey types that do different things. Um, so if you're surveying something to do with a consumer product then we have a specific product for that so my job I simply make sure that the product is working and is available in the correct languages Mm -hmm. so I also talk to translators um sounds more boring than it is but it doesn't sound boring really that's the thing yeah oh okay maybe it's the whole waking up in the morning part that I find boring (laughs) all right so you've come here to Afrotech Fest and I guess it was seeing everything here, by which I mean seeing me, that made you inspired, Mm. right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Thank thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you. So you you saw me, you're inspired. And what did my face inspire you to do? Your face inspired me to stop you because I saw you had a mic. (laughs) 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 It made me know who to go to. (laughs) I I was like, ah... There's that ugly motherfucker. Oh, oh, it's him. That ugly guy. Of course it would be him with the microphone because no one could look at him in the face. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The reason I can't do it is because like television shows, you have to, it's visual and I have a lazy eye, which is great because there are two of you. I can see both of you at the same time. Well, I love that you make fun mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. I got bullied. I got bullied for like 15 years. Yeah. All right. I got a thick skin right now. Also, I checked Facebook for all my bullies and they have a terrible life. <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't that just make everything <laughs> worthwhile? Yeah, exactly. all the tears, everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no. Um, it coming to uh, Tech Fest was Afro Tech Fest was. I don't know. It was yeah, it was nerve wracking, but I'm glad to be able to have an opportunity. Like me and Shay mm-hmm. just met literally maybe twenty. Yeah, I'm like ten. I'm like an hour ago. Yeah, about an hour ago. Wow, and you yeah. got dragged into here. Yeah. yeah. And you you came with a friend. Yeah, and she has left. And I was replaced. (laughs) Now fuck that friend. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to edit it out. I'm just going to keep this ramble in. But okay, so you've come here, and you've got an idea because you were telling me about it. Yes. When we were waiting in the lunch queue because they hadn't got rice yet. Yeah, it's an important part of the meal, right? Yeah. Mm. So I'm on maternity leave, and I'm also a single parent to very 
very energetic, almost seven months old. Oh, yes, wow. yes. Oh. So I I didn't know that the festival I could bring my kids. So I basically had to bribe my mum and my sisters for the last two days. But yes, so um, as a single parent, I found it very difficult to find anything in terms of apps or te- technology that was geared towards my needs as a single parent. Um, I, when I would go on Google and, and um, when I'd go on Google and write, you know, apps for single parents, I would get eHarmony, I'd get OkCupid, I'd get <laughs> Tinder, I'd get all this list of um, apps that were all about romance. And when you have a running, you know, hyper seven-month-old, that's the last thing you're thinking about. I, I like the idea that you're there like, how do I get seven-month-old to go to sleep? And it's just people being like, oh, hey. So... <laughs> Do you like uh, taking long walks <laughs> on the beach, uh, getting caught in the rain? Oh, I will not give you any of that. Are you DTF? <laughs> and that's and it's like no, I'm not. I'm tired. <laughs> so it, it became frustrating, and I thought, okay, you know what? The app store has everything. You can literally find everything. Well, I found the one thing you can't find, which is things to do with single parenting. And from my point of view as a single mother and um, the father of my child as well faces the same thing where it's like, okay, in his in his eyes, it's like, you're lucky, you've got stuff for mums, but what about the dads? And I'm like, well, clearly there is a problem here. There's a market that's kind of been left behind or forced to kind of just accept what's out there. And I have a problem with that. So I just thought, what if there was a, an app, especially that could cater to single parents where the information you're seeing is about single parents the advice you're seeing is about single parents and the people you're speaking to are single parents who aren't looking you know dtf (laughs) or who may be but that's not how it begins (laughs) who just want to to share you want to share experiences both the good and the bad because society only highlights the bad side of things and being a single mom for the past six months it's not been bad for me I, and I'm okay in saying that but I know automatically when I tell somebody I'm a single parent they're like oh they give me that oh poor you kind of thing I'm, I'm kind of okay with that you know and people become single parents for many different reasons I'm, like Lauren London right now she's become a single parent because of um, losing the father of her child and I, I want to change the narrative about single parenting and instead of complaining about it I thought why not work on something speak to other parents and see whether that's there's a need and there is a need and um, my coming here and finding you (laughs) was to kind of share that idea and to see how far does the the ripples of society's attitudes towards single parents go is it just with me or are there other people who feel the same way so essentially it's an app which allows um, single parents to come or a lone parent. So it's not necessarily a single parent that you don't have another partner. It could be you have another partner, but you feel as though you're raising and doing all the parenting alone. So essentially it's a social networking app. So you can go on there, you you sign up. So it's like a membership thing. You know, you have to be single to be a part of it kind of thing. And you can... Not be a parent. Just just single, just be single. Yeah. That's all. Don't be a parent. (laughs) Oh, and, you know, it just so happens. Okay. So so isn't it good that you have this podcasting space? Because you would have gone to like, to VCs or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know how pitching works, but you would have gone there and they would be like, oh, you only have to be single. Signed up. Yeah. And now I'd be like, no, that's defeating the whole person. No, ah, I have become what I did not want to be. Okay, Cupid. 
<laughs> exactly. No, you do have to be a parent. Um, but you and you also have to just feel as though you are alone on this parenting journey and would like somebody who you can speak to or you'd like to find access you'd have you'd like to have access to information that's specific to your needs rather than searching through millions and millions of pages about how horrible single parenting and, and finding one page that uplifts your spirit and um yeah so right now the resources that are out there are sort of um like charity non-profit organizations which are all is websites and they give you they do provide you the information but there's the the lack of interaction between one single parent to another there isn't currently anything out there they have things for mothers which i've joined and i've made some amazing friends but even those apps themselves have um aren't catering specifically to single mothers for example for me to find a single mother I have to kind of speak to a bunch of weird women who who um when I tell them about my single parenthood I'm being given advice and it's like I wasn't asking for advice I was simply sharing my experience and you tell me yours you know um and there are support groups but when you running around trying to sort out your child you miss that 12 o'clock meeting you miss that one o'clock meeting and sometimes your phone is right there but there's no application that it can allow you to just jump on and say hi my kids drive me crazy or hi my daughter has just done this amazing thing so I want to be able to bridge that gap my app will connect single parents and will provide the resources for single parents to get the support that they need in one place and also rebrand what single parenting looks like. That's the that's the main thing, you know. I want to remove the stigma of single parenting, and give it a, the light that it deserves and the different faces that it deserves. So I, I'm currently working on a website for the app just to give more information about it. It hasn't launched yet, but when it does, you can find it on wazaziapp.com, and that's spelled W-A-Z-A-Z-I. And that means parents in Swahili. Dot com. Yes. Well, first of all, I would love to have a mentor because app building and the business side is completely new to me. Um, so it'd be good to have someone to guide me through that process. I want to learn. And secondly, I'd want to have a team. I don't want to be the you know, jack of all trades. Um, I would love to have somebody who can help me with the development side, the business side, the marketing and all aspects of building an app. So anyone interested? And But the most important thing would be to have people who'd want to use this app. So if anyone is interested in something like this or knows somebody who might be interested, just let me know so that I can speak to you ask you to test it when it launches and um, get your feedback that'd be really important and you can contact me on Lydia on life on twitter and instagram and you can also find me on my blog where i document my journey as a single mother on lydiaonlife.com and you can email me on lydiaonlife at gmail.com now shay would you fund that definitely i don't think i have to say anything other than that yeah are you saying that just because Lydia is in, like, you're right next to her, you're within arm's reach? Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I would fund it. Not because she's here. We'll fund it. Yeah, we'll. <laughs> I want to hear more of that. <laughs> Taking a step back from creating a platform, I was interested in how, on a fundamental level, technology can affect change in society. 
I was able to speak to someone who finds out ways to make the things that we use work better for everyone. I mean, don't let this Fruity Loops beat by Sahel fool you, we also spoke about other things, including why I think fake hair makes you the perfect criminal. Think about it, if you do a murder... Oh, you're saying they change your hairstyle? No, the hair on there isn't your hair. <laughs> you're terrible, you're actually terrible. I was thinking from the hairstyle point of view because I've been coming here for briefings the last couple Sundays and my hair is actually quite short at the moment, like shorter than yours. So it was a struggle to get these braids on. But the guy... <laughs> well, you got them Stevie Wonder braids. <laughs> Pretty much. But the guy at the desk, he just didn't recognize me. And I've... But when I had my short hair, he did. And I was like, hey, hi. And he was just like, who's this person? I was like, oh, I had short hair. And he was like, oh, but I still don't think he recognized me. So I was thinking from the point of view of we can change our hair so often that people don't recognize us. And it can be quite transformative. Yeah, I know. But, okay. <laughs> it's the hair thing. Okay. Imagine an episode of CSI and it comes to the final act and they're like, we don't know who the fuck did this. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I can't argue that. There's a black woman somewhere just pulling, pulling. <laughs> pulling like, her braces. No, no. The last scene, you know, it's like there's no words. It's silent. And all you see is a black woman at the hairdressers <laughs> just getting her braids changed. And the camera zooms in on her. And then just the eyes blink. Then that's the end of the film. I know. That's crazy. My name's Annabelle D'Souza. Um, I guess my professional life. I'm a UX designer. Um what that is is essentially designing like digital and like service experiences so it goes all the way from like the visual down to like the research part trying to understand why people do what they do and understand what problems they solve um, and it's mainly in like tech companies stuff like that okay and what have you been doing this weekend at afro tech fest i mean i say this weekend but this has been uh, um... on, yeah so i'm the volunteer coordinator so i've been managing about 36 volunteers um and that's been kind of crazy i thought it would be maybe a tiny bit easier than what i signed up for but then you realize that people will flake on you without any warning so that's been the tough part but I've had some fantastic volunteers who've kind of stepped in so it's actually gone really really well um I mean I had to plan a wedding for like 150 people so I thought if I could do that without a wedding planner I could do this but I think this was a tiny bit harder but easier because it wasn't my own money so yeah uh, so I actually volunteered so I was like a regular volunteer last year and um Abby kind of brought me on um, as a volunteer coordinator. And to be honest with you, I i didn't really know what to expect because I've done this type of stuff with work, but the team, like when I joined, there was so like, had a Google Drive with all documents and the folders were organized. I was like a Google Drive with organized folders. I was like, you never see that, but it was. So everyone just kind of did their bit and it was so professional and everyone else had full-time jobs. I mean, I was not working at the time, but um, I start one tomorrow. And yeah, but everyone's just really busy, but we set up, we communicate with each other and there were like no egos. And I think that was quite refreshing. It might have been because for me, mainly women, but there were just no egos. Everyone was just very respectful and just really enjoyed it. And, you know, coming up to here, it's just something that I talk a lot in, a, in my line of work. I'm always like the only black person in the room. I'm like, there's no point being upset about it, but not doing something that's going to change it. So I'm like, this is an opportunity because just by being visible and people are like, oh, you're a UX designer. I never see black female UX designers, etc. 
they're like, oh, you can be one too. And you can talk to people. So actually volunteers that I worked with last year that I've been mentoring since then. Um, and yeah, it's it's been great. It's just this really nice, feel-good feeling. Everyone's really relaxed. And you can see it's just that Black people joy just being around. Um, and I think it's just a, such a special thing to be a part of. You know the uh, listeners of this podcast because they're like, oh, Google Drive is organized. Oh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and two, there are no egos. And they're there like, sorry, when did you bring Alex in? I mean, I went, you've been called. Egos, <laughs> egos, egos. Don't try and change their mind. So so when you're not, you know, being part of the fucking best uh, tech <laughs> conference in the world, um, we can say it's the best tech conference, isn't it? Because apart from all the amazing black excellence here, the food Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I ate way too much this afternoon. Um, yeah, no, the food was fantastic. Okay, so black female UX designer. What is UX designer? What does it stand for? User experience, but they're different words. So some people call themselves experience designers. You have people that call themselves like user interface. You have people that call, there's also like service design. There's so many different words for it, which can also make it a bit more kind of confusing. But in general, it's about the experience of using um, a product which is like you know a digital or physical it's quite broad so some people think it's just a visual element but actually it's the research part is really important with startups everyone's trying to solve some sort of problem um you know there was some you know white dudes in i think new york who were trying to put bodegas out of business and they were trying to i saw that they were trying to make vending machines yeah exactly so you're coming in to try and solve problems, but also make sure they're not superficial, but also make sure they're inclusive. So with the stuff that you do, like what is your day-to-day like? Oh, it varies. It varies. So um, on one day, you could be interviewing people about, so I used to work for an energy company. You could be interviewing them about how they um, find energy suppliers. Like what's the process around that? On another day, you could be redesigning the you know profile page to make it easier for them to find how to like change their bank details. Or you could be doing something much wider, like solving a problem with smart meters. So, for example, in the UK, they're trying to roll them out. And I had to try and understand all the pain points that we couldn't see that the customer had. So that involves speaking to a lot of people, running interviews, and just a whole lot of different pieces you have to put together. But then collaborating with all the different product teams on how and and exposing those problems and looking at how you can fix it. So it can be quite small, but it can also be pretty massive in the number of people that you're working with. So you'll no one your day is never the same, but it's always trying to figure out what's the most important thing to solve, but always thinking about your whoever you're designing for. And what I'm passionate about within it is the people that get forgotten about. So something as simple as energy, you just think, okay, I just pay my bill. But in reality, it's um a commodity that's actually very expensive for a lot of people. It doesn't matter how much money they make or how cheap they make it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, for some people, it's a thousand pounds in the air, but they need their electricity. So how do you then stop those people from going into debt? Sometimes the people designing it went to Ivy League schools middle-class backgrounds. They've never known what it's like to not have money to pay their bills. So how do you, if this is a cliche word, but how are you empathetic to consider the people who maybe for whatever reason don't a zero hours contract, they may have lost their job or they're just short that month and then they're getting all these messages or emails or letters that are demanding money from them. How do you manage that? Um, and that's for me, the kind of problems I want to solve where, you know, you can get companies sending like exclamation marks, like give us our money now. But if you have someone with mental health challenges, that may actually frighten them more and stress them out more. But because you can't see them, you're not thinking about it. So it's about, okay, how do we then make sure that we're being sensitive, we're being caring and we're being supportive? A lot of companies, because they're for profit, they're like, oh, we don't care. It's like, let's just get our money. But as a UX designer, you want to make sure that you're thinking about people with different abilities, cognitive, physical, et cetera. And those are the things that um, are really important to me. I think this is something I want to talk about, which is probably something that people don't think about, but it's just something I wanted to share because when people are in this situation, they probably think it's nothing, but they don't realize how hurtful it can be. Um, so I, for me, I think it's important. So I was working for a company, I wouldn't say which, and it was a consultancy and they were designing based in London <laughs> near Southwark <laughs> on the second floor and they just won like a really expensive like they were about to get like I'm talking like two million pounds to design effectively an app that was supposed to stop kids in America dropping out of college now the thing is I came in after the research had been done and I asked a key question. I was like, do you guys actually know who's dropping out? And they're like, no. I was like, well, it's the ethnic minorities. It's the black and Latina kids. And they're like, oh, we didn't know that. So I'm like, how can you design something when you don't even know who it's actually affecting? And who has told you that an app is what's going to solve their problems? Like, an app is not going to do anything. Um, so, the other, so this is the shady shit that they did. When you're a consultancy, you need to win work because that's how you pay the bills. I get that, right? But when you're solving some problems, not every problem needs an app, right? You know, you got apps like, oh, can you brush your teeth properly? It's like, do you really need an app to brush your teeth properly? They effectively sold an app because if they didn't sell an app, they wouldn't have had a, a, a contract. So yeah, so that was shady in itself. And I kind of came in kind of halfway through and they were just kind of like selling this client, like, yeah, we really need to solve this problem. We're going to do it if I had this app. 
And when I asked the question and no one on the team actually understood who was being impacted, it just told me like, this is just complete nonsense. But the worst part about it is because, whether it's because I'm a woman or I'm black or they just were not, um, didn't get what you extend was about. When I said you need to do proper research, they were like annoyed. They were like, why don't you just start building it? Yeah, they just wanted to just like, just start building it. Like we can think about that later. And I was like, no, you, you can't think about that later because you're not actually solving a real problem. Like you can't just build an app to keep people in school. Like that's not how it works. It's actually a fundamental like government problem in America, whatever it is, whether it's poor funding and it starts early. It, it doesn't start at the college level. And they're just like, oh yeah, we know Annabelle, but um, have you done any wireframes yet? You know what happened? They lost the contract. Okay, what is wireframes? Oh, sorry, my bad. Wireframes, just think like blueprints, like of an architect, like blueprints. So like blueprints for the screens. So what, they lost the contract. And before that, they were essentially they're like, you know that whole black womanhood shit you're on? Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, well, pretty much. They were just like getting, like, oh yeah, she's talking about research again. Um, yeah. Oh. Stop talking that fundamental shit. Just do what we want, okay? You should be lucky that we hired you. Well, exactly. Oh, did I tell you what they did to me? Okay, so in UX design, we've got something called personas. So personas are supposed to like represent like a group of people, right? So you do a bit of research and let's say you're building, I don't know, an app for um, ordering food. You may like build like a different groups, like segments and say, oh, this person is Alex and Alex, you know, has a podcast and likes listening to Spotify and has a ton of money. And so I'm going to guess with the app for say, ordering food it's very much oh this is alex he likes fried chicken <laughs> so i'm gonna guess in this in this oh, let me just spit this i'm gonna guess that in this uh in this so it's an app to stop kids from dropping out of school me a black man i don't know that i'm the highest risk of dropping out and no app would save me and that i the the only way that it could save me is if there were hip-hop tracks to uh all about staying in school is that so i wish because that would have been better than what they did so what they did so they didn't actually create they did create some fake personas for this but what they actually did was they created some like dummy ones as part to kind of demonstrate like how they work but they used my image in one of them in one of the dummy ones but i didn't know so i was out at a different like client base and i came into the office one day and i walked past it and in the dummy one where they used my image, they spoke about like likes and dislikes. And you know what they put as my dislike? English people. I actually have a photo. I can send it to you. A hundred percent. Yes. I will put it on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they put it there and I saw it and I was like, okay, they probably, they had like, you know, people from different backgrounds, but they, so I guess I didn't mind they were using my image, but it's what they use my image to say. And even in personas, you wouldn't make slightly prejudiced comments like that it's supposed to be you know around what problems they're trying to solve or what technology they use so they put what technology i use but then also i know it wasn't about me but then it would just it just felt why are you using my image for that because you're also not supposed to use images of real people supposed to be like stock photos or something like that um and yeah so at the time i wanted to say something but i i didn't i didn't say anything um because I didn't know how to say something without accusing them of being slightly racist. And it just wasn't a conversation I was prepared to have at the time. But I don't work there anymore, so. So fuck them. <laughs>
pretty much. They lost the contract. They didn't get the money. And I was like, oh, that's such a shame. Not. <laughs> you got paid though. Of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Cool, 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 cool. cool, cool. We're, just, we're just checking. We're just, we're just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was good. I was square. And then I left like two months later. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, and it's just, it's, that's the kind of stuff that m- shows me how important it is for you to be in the room. But it's, it's a hard fight. It's a hard fight because they just don't get it. They just don't get it at all. And you're saying these things and you oh, you never want to be the angry black woman. And it's so easy to get that label. So I have to be really careful and talk really calmly, bring cake and shit just so that... <laughs> You know, people can be like, oh, yeah, but she brought cake, so she may not be that. I don't know. It's, it's really annoying. You don't have to do very much for people to be afraid of you. You literally just have to, like, appear, and they're already intimidated. Well, you, have you seen the boondocks? Yeah. Well, I like it. It's the first episode. Like, you can't, Grandpa, you can't tame the white, pa- the white supremacist power structure with cheese. <laughs> the hell I can. Give a white man and some cheese, and he'll be the happiest guy in the world. You're there like, ah, oh, give these white people cake. You're right. Actually, I suppose you try cheese or, or kale or something. My bad. On a serious note, you do have to be really careful because even like me speaking to you now, are you like afraid of me? <laughs> you look like the least intimidating part of the least intimidating part of everyone I know. So, okay, let me, because everyone knows podcasts are an audio medium. She has braids, okay? Now these braids... They're not as bad as Stevie Wonder's, but, you know, they're there. They're there, you know. And going down, you know, on the scale of me to um, Akon, she's about me level in terms of, like, you know, skin tone. And what that is, is you get into boots, but they still follow you around. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Pretty much. I've had, I when I was a consultant, I used to travel a lot. My name used to put people off. So they were not expecting a black woman. Or if I have like a meeting and I've been meeting someone for the first time and I'll be in the meeting room and I walk in and they'll be like, I'm supposed to be meeting Annabelle. Could you leave, please? And I'm like, yeah, I'm Annabelle. And they're like, oh. So yeah, I'll have people like, Annabelle, are you here? Are you here? They'll walk past me. And they just, I mean, sometimes I know they just never expect you, but there is always just this. So I've been mistaken for like a cleaner. There's nothing wrong with cleaners. But I'd be like working in like Canary Wharf and people like come sign in for your shift. Or they'd be like, oh, I didn't know they changed the uniform. And then I'll find out that I'm wearing a similar color shirt to the caterers in the canteen at lunchtime. And they just know, they just this thing where they don't expect you to be there. And sometimes you're just kind of like, okay, the more of me that I hear, maybe next time. But it does sometimes feel like they're like, it is. It is. I mean, thankfully, now that I'm not consulting anymore, I'm always with the same people. So it's not as bad apart from like the dumb questions like, how did your hair get so long? Or can I touch it? Or um, can I do the same thing? And it's like, no. Yeah. Why are you being so aggressive? Well, I haven't had it got that. I used to be. I, it was harder when I was younger. When I was younger, I, I grew up in Nigeria as well. And in Nigeria, and my, my parents used to shout a lot to communicate. So I had to learn that you couldn't do that here. Like you can't shout at people. So definitely in the beginning of my career, I would, you know, maybe raise my voice sometimes. But now I know like you just never do that. I always walk away, take a few seconds, but I'm not like that anymore. But even then, it's 
so I don't get that so much anymore, but because I'm not afraid to speak and I'm okay with sharing my ideas or sharing my opinion, just the fact that I'm not afraid to speak already is too much. Like already it's like, oh yeah, you know, she's really passionate or whatever. I'm like, I I just said a sentence. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything special, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, but I can't apologize for it. You just have to move forward. You just have to move forward and just continue being you because I'll have, you know, someone else repeat the exact same thing I said and, and, you know, get praise for it. And I'm like, mate, like you just repeat what I said. My dad's Indian, but we're born in Uganda. My mom's from Ghana, but didn't live most of her life there. And I was born in the UK, but grew up in Nigeria. So I get a lot of like, where's your accent from? It would be interesting to know what the listeners think, like where it's from, because the answer is nowhere. A lot of people think I'm from the Caribbean, but I've never been there. I did, like a lot of people I think I'm from Trinidad. So I started watching video, YouTube videos for people from Trinidad to see if I sounded like them. I don't think I do. I just say what accent now. So they get, they're like, oh gosh, I must have offended her. I just say what accent, or you can guess, and they can never guess. But it does get a bit old because like, why can't this, this just be my new accent? So before it used to bother me because I was like, there's no country I could actually be president of. Not that I want to be president, but I was like, if I wanted to be, there is actually nowhere. Um, couldn't be Nigeria because I'm not Nigerian. Could have been Ghana because I never lived there, even though I have the passport. Oh, oh yeah, I'm also... Ghana in passport, high five. Yeah. It, oh, there was this April Fool's that they were not that Ghanaians needed visas to get into America for like 30 days. And I went and searched that shit quick, but it was a lie. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> it was like, it was a lie. But so the thing is, my, my dad is actually from a Portuguese colony in India, so Goa. So that's my last name's D'Souza, right? So I've also got like EU nationality, Portuguese. Portuguese hate it because you're like, we colonized you guys, but not so that you could benefit from our passports when you go to renew it you can see how pissed they are when they see you but i'm just like nah man my reparations bitch (laughs) (laughs) reparations bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i don't even feel salty about it but you know because i won't speak the language i know or whatever but i'm like yeah i got the passport and what and my kids are gonna have it everyone's gonna have it for as long as we can and for as long as it's valuable um Especially now with Brexit, it's super valuable. My husband was like, can I get on that? I was like, no. But anyway, yeah. So that, so what I was going to say was that even though it's been so mixed, I think I've come to a point where I'm okay with being a lot of one thing. So I, before I was like, it'd be really nice to just be one thing and together. But like, no, actually, you know what? This is perfect. It's actually quite nice to have all those blends. So much food, so much exposure, so many different points of view. So it actually just it's, it actually just makes things a bit I don't know more colorful, more exciting. One day you're eating kinky, the other day you're eating vindaloo. I mean, you want to eat either all the time, but you can have you know you have like the best of both worlds. So I've gone to a point now where I'm quite comfortable in the fact that it's such a blend, and I can tap into any part, and I can also blame a different part for the, different things. Um, so yeah, if anyone who has been struggling, you know, just, just celebrate that. And when people say what accent, ask you what accent that is, just say what accent and then just see them fumble. All right. I'll be honest. It's a, I, I really admire people that have like a a thing. Um, I am the first daughter of a family of six. I'm not even, so I'm not even first child, but I got six siblings. I will be honest, my life revolves around them. So there's a lot, you know, this, I mean, they support me in all the best ways, but 
you know, they all have my Netflix password, my Amazon password, my Apple Music password. There was a massive fight because I was trying to move to Spotify and they were like, no. So <laughs> they wouldn't let you. No. Oh my God, literally beggars cannot be choosers. No, they can't. They can't. And I'm always seeing like someone is signed in in this location and I'm like, what sibling is this and where are they? And so that, li- I'll be honest, that those are the things that I focus on. So whilst I, like, I really enjoy my work, uh, you know, I've got a younger brother who's in his final year of fashion school and he has autism. So the fact that he's even finishing has been so fantastic. But that's like where all my time goes. I have, you know, two other siblings um, in school. I have a baby nephew. So and that's actually OK for me. So whilst I can do stuff like Afrotech Fest on the side and they support me in that, a lot of it has actually been kind of like supporting them. And that those and that's, I guess, what it sounds kind of corny but that's kind of what i've been passionate about it's not corny like live your life well yeah exactly so i mean there have been things but it's just it's been mainly community things like i've just like okay how can i share how can i help mentor people there have been a lot of people that have given me support and those are the things that i'm always looking forward to is um where can i kind of share how i've gotten to where i've gotten to Um, when you're doing it you're always kind of second guessing yourself you're like am i really as good as i think i am but then you meet people who are really excited at what you do, but have no idea how to start. And just a five minute conversation can give them so much. So I'm just trying to do as much of that as possible and make myself a bit more visible um, in that space. Those are the things really that kind of get, make me happy when I know I've helped someone direct their CV or I've given them, you know, just some advice and it's helped them move forward. To me, that's literally it. It's kind of weird. And I, my other stuff is literally just like art, like Netflix and like movies and a little bit of music from the 90s. But it doesn't really go further beyond that. Okay, what kind of music from the 90s go? Oh, uh, okay. So Usher. Oh, man, yeah. Not new Usher, like old Usher. Everything, I mean, since Firefest, I was a massive like Ja Rule fan, but I just, <laughs> I heard, it's hard to... You're saying the Afrotech Fest should have just been Firefest. <laughs> no. Just a straight fire festival. <laughs> No, no, no. You know, did you see the Firefest documentary? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, since then, I've I've struggled to, like, listen to Ja Rule since then. Um, but, yeah, just all of that, like, R&B, old hip-hop, DMX type music. Like, that's all right. Okay. So, if Afrotech Fest, if it were a get-quick, get-rich-quick scam like Fire Festival, what would it look like? Oh, I don't even know. But first of all, I guess we have to do it in a different country. Probably it'll be like, oh, we're doing on the moon. And then we're going to get like... Look, be realistic. Re- realistic. So what you're saying is Tower Hamlets. <laughs> Tower Hamlets, probably. Work with me here. Yeah, I don't know. It would probably be something along those lines. Um, yeah, we'd probably like sell out all the tickets, tell people that we're going to, I don't know, keep them in an incubator. Just some absolute rubbish. Like it gave me so much anxiety watching that documentary just the amount of nonsense that they did and pulled this i want that level of brazen confidence i i think you can just do anything mm-hmm. i i just couldn't believe it like for days i was stressed i like watching that for me it wasn't documentary it was seeing it real time on twitter <laughs> well like, i i did see a bit of it but i didn't know the extent so you saw it and you're just like, oh, it's just some stupid people. But when you saw the documentary, you saw just a level of nonsense. You're like, what? Are people just lying to themselves. You know, the Evian bit didn't think about customs because they didn't think. And they needed to clear bottles of Evian water. And they asked this dude to essentially go and, you know, perform fellatio or whatever to the customs officer. And the guy was like, he went and got mouthwash and he was ready to do it. 
And every, I think I paused and my husband walked into the room. I was like, but he was like, why is he saying this? Does he not know he's being recorded? Mm. It was the most bizarre thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so if Afrotech Fest, let's say, ran out of, I don't know, Evian water, what would you <laughs> be, be willing to do to make sure that Evian water got here, to make sure that the people of Afrotech Fest were sufficiently hydrated, what would you be willing to do? Absolutely nothing. We've got we've we've got council juice. You can just drink from the tap. Like I'm just that's about it. <laughs> All right. So to round it off, where can people contact you, and what would you want them to contact you about? Um, I don't know. I guess I think for me, the most important thing still with all the negativity you experience is positive things. So if there are any sort of black people in general, um, minority descent that want to know about like technology, want to know about UX, you know, need a mentor, that's what be like, that's what I'd be more than happy to do. So I don't remember my Twitter off head. It's nothing exciting in it. But if anyone does want to contact me there, they could do that. So actually, no, don't do it on my Twitter because I don't want people to know my Twitter before they find out all the things I've been liking and not liking. So you can just LinkedIn. So Annabelle D'Souza on LinkedIn. A-double-N-A-B-E-L, then D'Souza, D-E space S-O-U-Z-A. So if you want to get in touch with anyone featured on the podcast, you can check out the show notes below. I've got links to their social media and email. If you want to check out AfroTechFest, you can on afrotechfest.com and they have some of their talks up on AfroTechFest on YouTube. Um, if you like this new format or this episode or didn't, like hit us up by email whynotadoc at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at whynotadoc. And, you know, um, maybe leave an iTunes review or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called now. Just do it so I feel a sense of validation. Okay, bye. My other stuff is literally just like art, like Netflix and like movies and a little bit of music from the 90s. But it doesn't really go further beyond that. Okay, what kind of music from the 90s go? Oh, uh, okay. So, Usher. Oh, man, yeah. Not new Usher, like old Usher. For the world of you. But so, you know, I don't have to call. Because I'm going to be all right tonight. Yeah, it's okay, girl. It's I know. Okay. <laughs> it's so- <laughs> you don't have to call. Oh, my God. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.